Welcome to session 17 of Murmurs at the Abyss in Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. I am your keeper, Stu. Yay! And we have players. Yeah. I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm Kimmy. I play Doris Daniels. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a Explorus. Doris the Explorus, that's right. And uh, <laughs> a gunslinging, a gunslinging uh, uh, western chick. Would you say your character is rootin' tootin'? Yeah, I think sometimes. Absolutely, a rootin' tootin' Doris the Explorers. It's fantastic. Two players, no waiting. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, I am Pooja, and I'm playing Camilla Greenwald, a librarian, freshly back on the sanity train. <laughs> well, woo woo! The sanity train. <laughs> That's a conversation we should probably have. Is did we did this count as like a long rest for? Oh, I think we. Should, I think probably. I think we can. Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself it, first. At the very end yeah. of that, he told me I was no longer temporarily insane. So I think that's a, oh, right. yeah. So that was, it, you know, that was nice. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm Kadave, and I will be playing um, Dmitry Andreevich Tupolev. Uh, formerly of the Russian army, currently uh, seconded to the fight against supernatural evil. And, yeah, and that's a scary place. But as long as we don't have to go back to the Smiley Cave, I'm probably going to be all right. (laughs) Oh, Smiley Cave. Good times. (laughs) Especially after seeing that... Uh, artwork of the Smiley Cave. Oh, oh yeah, oh, really yeah. cemented the scary. That Minerva did. That Minerva did. Yeah. super scary. <laughs> it's also super scary because I used to have as a kid like um, night terrors, and what I had every year, like like really routinely, was one about like people's faces and like talking to me in a cave, just like that. <laughs> just look at that picture. I'm like, oh, this is this is bad. This is a thing I never knew I needed to add to an ex uh, to the ex card list. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone remember what? Uh, does anyone remember what happened during the last session? I mean, I wrote it down. Oh, good, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a boat. That's all I know. We're on a boat. Let me see if I can find the first page of these notes. <laughs> it is a small notebook, so it is not quite as bad as it seems. Maybe it was an maybe eventful episode. The last one, we did a lot of things. Yeah, we did. Because we had our cabin shootout, also. Was that the, the last episode? I thought that yeah. was the one before. No, we that was like we started the episode with that in the woods, and then. Well, I've got 
Yeah, I think I think that was a cliffhanger. The actual fight was the cliffhanger between sixteen and seventeen. Okay, let me find oh, the. Maybe uh, I rewatched the wrong episode then. <laughs> no, no, it's well, yeah, because it's, there was the person who, when the dude came and appeared behind you, and then Jim shot it, but nothing happened. Oh yeah, when they were at the other barn, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then you ran through the woods to go get them, while I, Metal Gear murdered, a guy off the porch. Yeah, that was really cool. And then you charged through the door. I remember you were like, "We gotta get in there." And I was like, "No, you will get shot in the face." Luckily, you didn't, didn't though. It was good. I yeah, didn't. it worked out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Therefore, I was right. Season, session seventeen was when the fight happened at the cabin. I'm, okay. I was, All I was, right. I was looking at the, um, uh, the the brief incident with Isidore and and Doris when the guy appeared behind Doris. That's, yeah, I was mistaken. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, there's the farmer bit. It there would, we go. It would have started on probably on the July 18th, I'm guessing. Yeah, except I was real insane, so I stopped putting dates on things. Because <laughs> that's the first sign of insane. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, Isidore shot the figure, and the bullet passed through with no visible effect. Doris, alerted by Isidore's shout, grabbed the silver knife and slashed at the figure. She felt it graze bone, but there was no flesh. He proclaimed himself the stranger, harbinger to the king, clad in yellow. He said the time has not yet come to announce the king's arrival, but his story had been told before, and King Aldonis may seek, see his kingdom fall again. We saw four sets of tracks leading from the truck back to Lake Hamblendon and then bearing north. We saw a farmhouse at the end of the trail with a couple of figures on the porch. Um, and this we is myself and Dimitri. Uh, we snuck up and saw two dead dog, dead dogs in front, and the men had shotguns. On Dimitri's suggestion, I ran to the barn and got Doris and Isidore to follow me back. Meanwhile, Dimitri created a distraction to lure one of the guards to the woods. Leaping from the bushes, he silently stabbed him in the neck and hid the body. Then, in patrolling, he found another guard at the back entrance. Returning to the farmhouse, Doris positioned herself to get a shot at the other guard in front. Dimitri positioned himself in back and shot the other guard in the back of the head. I ran into the house! A man shot at me, but missed, as Isidore burst through the front. Dimitri followed and shot the man, felling him. In the other room, I found Tesla tied up in a bed, and the bodies of the couple who who lived there, presumably. Isidore broke up a set of stones under the bed while I untied Tesla. He searched the bodies, but found nothing of note. We headed back to the barn to plan our next move. I studied the ward further and learned the system of it and the incantation. Setting this up should allow us to be alerted if someone passes through and wake the caster immediately. Isidore posited that we should become the hunters rather than the hunted and pursue Father O'Leary. 
he called Gail to determine his residence, and she gave us what she could. Tesla told Dimitri the car at his ambush was a gray, older Crossley Motors. Crossley Motors? Yep. Dimitri went to shoot the set of flats and saw the car parked in front. At the same time, Father O'Leary came down the road from the direction of the manor and entered his home. Before retiring for the night, Isidore and I cast the ward. We found ourselves at the Lord's bedside. He had passed, and a man, his son, was praying in a chair nearby. A man and two women's voices came from the other side of a door not apparent in the waking world. On the other side, there was a large room. President Warren Harding was inside, two women sitting in front of him. The women wanted to discuss a guest list, and then our dreams moved back to the standard errata. We awoke to the sound of bells tolling for the passing of Lord Smith. We went to dis- determine whether Father O'Leary is home, and if not, to search for information on- in his flat. His car was not there, and Dimitri and I snuck inside to search. Dimitri found a cache under a floorboard with another silver knife, burnt paper, and a note. Our Lord Hastor has shown me an, a premonition. Carcosa will fall again within two fortnights. The handwriting in the note is more like how people would have written four or five hundred years ago than the writing of today. There was also a copy of the play King in Yellow. We returned to the hotel with our findings, and I retired my room and began reading The King in Yellow. The others examined the note and discussed what to do about the priest. Doris and Dimitri went to ambush him, and Isidore stayed at the hotel. Definitely not to keep an eye on me. I was perfectly fine, and definitely never doing things that were terrible. After a terrible struggle, Dimitri shot and killed Father O'Leary. They escaped out the back into the woods. Dimitri and Doris detoured by the stone farmhouse to inform his wife of the terrible fate of her husband. Dimitri escorted her to town and assisted in making a report, and then Dimitri and Doris returned to the hotel. I found in the play disturbing similarities to our situation. It seems clear that Hostor will arrive at the ball for Florence Harding's birthday. Doris booked his passage back to America on a ship for two days from now. The next day, I went back to the manor to speak with James. He was reading a magazine. Dr. Paul Richardson is treating him now, and his dreams have been clear since the incident at the cottage. I asked him to keep in touch and bid him well. Tesla packed the irreplaceable components of the... um, machine that creates portals to the dream world to bring with us, and we headed away to begin our journey home. Doris contacted her friends to see if any of them knew about the party and might be able to secure us invitations. Okay. I had a few notes. Um... Uh, I think this must have been after we ended, maybe. Um, you guys, someone looked up and you guys decided that you were going to travel on the Olympic? Which I guess was a, a ship that traveled, that left on that day. 
uh, July 19th, 1923. Um, so I'm going to. I'm assuming we're kind of fast forward, unless there's any other prep anyone wants to do to uh, get on the boat and set sail for New York. Going once, twice. I think I probably want to try and say goodbye to Doctor Kiss. Kiss, not Kistler? Kissling? Kistler. 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 Okay. Well, that's easy to do. Uh, <clears throat> he's in London. But that's just to be friendly. Okay. Since he's been so kind. I mean, we should definitely go and make sure that the Puppers is doing all right. Okay. You guys... I mean, you know, since Dimitri never had a problem with the Puppers. <laughs> I didn't. I only had a problem with the demon. <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys go to the uh, London Institute of Psychiatry, I think was the name of that place. London Psychiatric Society. Oh, yeah, that's the rival organization. Okay. And uh, you go in, and uh, Dr. Kistler is eating lunch when you get there. And he sees you, and he sort of wipes his mouth and gets up and to greet you as you, as you come into the, the sort of commissary dining room. <clears throat> oh, my friends, how are you? Better. I think things are progressing in a way that we could uh, perhaps see light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Ah, excellent. That's but good. Our pursuit takes us across the ocean to America. Uh, and before we left, I wanted to make sure that you uh, knew how much we appreciated all of your help. Uh, you kindly took us in when many other would just consider that we had been criminally insane and would have left us to rot in a British prison. Well, of course, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have us able to help. But uh, I will make sure that uh, you are kept in the loop as we discover things. I would appreciate that very Perfect. much. Thank you. Then he's like cutting a piece of meat off of whatever he's eating and he drops it down on the side and you're like... Fantastic. Walk up and like just grab his hand. Okay. And it's like... Aware the use of the yellow sign. Hostor is watching us all. Oh, wait, this game uses percentiles. Oh, yeah. I, I shall, of course. You want to say goodbye to the puppy before you leave? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Nico's... I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> the dog kind of comes around and sniffs you. <laughs> oh, darling. Such a shaggy baby. Yeah, I'll pat him and give him a little kiss on his snoot. and then He flops over and shows you his belly. Huh? Well, he sure is comfortable here. That's a good sight to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the patients like him, too. It has a calming effect on them. Oh. 
Maybe there's some science behind that. Oh, indeed, there must be. Sounds like Camilla pet him, too. <laughs> share, the pe- share the puppy tummy. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I just I mean, stoically that's all stand I there. Really that's, yeah, I... <laughs> It wasn't like I had anything I wanted to ask for. I just oh, okay. felt like he really deserved a little goodbye before we left. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys head to the. I don't even know where you go. The ships don't leave out of the Thames, do they? You got to go to Ocean. No, Island, Southampton, man. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I see boats come up the came up the Thames when I was in London, but I don't remember any big ships. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they can make it. It's no. just a, it's just a it, it's just a river. Yeah. Although it's a oogie river. Okay. So uh you make your way to the port and uh uh board the ship and uh you have um oh. adjoining probably adjoin uh, yeah. Sorry. Was Gail still there at Dr. Kessler's? Uh, yes, yes. I just want to check in on her and see if she's all right and ask her if she's still having nightmares. No, she said, oh, I'm I'm doing much better now. Good. The doctor gave me something to help me sleep that would, would not allow me to dream, and I... He did that for a few nights, but no, I, I... I, I've had restful sleep since then. I'm glad to hear it. Keep yourself safe. Well, of course. And thank you for all of your help. Anything else? Okay, I'm going to assume you guys have adjoining cabins. Okay. So you you are now on the Olympic? Whatever I believe was on there with a boat. Okay. I go ahead. No, I was just saying I. I like oh, A Y E. Okay. Uh, I had a note that Doris sent telegrams to acquaintance acquaintances to see if anyone can get her an invite to um, the first lady's birthday party. Yes. Uh, and that is on August sixteen. Um, I'm glad you had a note about that. Yes, I do. And it's now July 19th. And it takes, what, three day, three and a half days to get across, I think is the... I, Something like that. Job. We looked it up yeah. earlier. We'll, we'll round it up to four. Yeah, less than a week. Um, hmm, where would you have left a, 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 a instructions to reply to you? Would you wait until um, you got to New York? Or would you have them... Well, I can't. I don't. They, you can't get a telegram on a boat. They they could send a message, but I would have totally to be had awfully urgent. Yeah, I, I think that I would probably be just hoping that they'd be. It would, the message would be waving when we got to New York. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, is there anything anyone wants to do on the on the way there? Uh, when we passed the. Titanic point again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I am going to set up 
the ward for like when that would be just based on ah okay when our other like when we passed it on the way over and also enter the dreaming that night okay uh, let me find I believe that was in this book matter if I left a little thing on the right page I probably didn't No, I didn't. That's the one that wakes you up instantaneously if something crosses. Yeah, if someone crosses the ward. Got it. Or if any, if something crosses the ward, I guess is the appropriate way to describe it. You didn't have to roll anything to do that, did you? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Not that I remember last time. All right. All right. So you place place the ward. Uh, You're placing it around. Just yourself? Or are you going to try to? Because there's two beds in your room. You want to try to I'll place put it, it around both. Okay. All right. Just make it bigger. Got it. Yeah, you do so. And uh, you want to enter the dreaming that night? Yes. Okay. Uh, that one you need to make a roll for. I'm okay. If I recall with that. correctly, whatever your dreaming skill is. Well, then I definitely won't be making this call. You never know. Don't you have a... <clears throat> you know what? You can add your mythos to it. That should help you. That will help. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it so, over doubles my chances. Okay. I still didn't make it. It's fine. Okay. All I got right. a 65 over 29. Uh, at some point in the middle of the night, probably around 2 a.m., both of you wake up instantaneously uh, you're not groggy you're not sleepy wide awake you're fairly certain that ward went off I am going to grab one of the daggers okay uh, again. You I can, you assume can, I have a gun nearby uh, well, I, I have a you. You left. You guys had to go run away from places more than once, so yeah, no, you probably only have some, one right <laughs> at this point. No, because we bought more when we bought the dynamite. Oh, stuff. okay, right. Yeah, that's right. You did. I went and bought more, uh, and we made those special silver bullets too. I didn't get very many of them, but I got some of them. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think we all had shotguns at the end of the cabin. Yes, we did. That's oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm going to grab, like, like, even more weapons, then. Yeah, we got <laughs> I did not take a gun, though. I think it's important to note. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to grab my Colt. Okay. Because um, it's a little bit subtle. And it's, I don't think I've felt that before. I don't think I my character felt the, um, the ward go off before. I don't think so. So I, I think I might just be a little confused, but when I see Camilla grab her knife, I'm like, "It's go time!" Okay, so I grab my my Colts and I'm ready to go. I'm kind of watching her for kind of cues on what's happening. Okay, it's quiet, although you do hear people walking. Someone walks by the hall because you can see like underneath the the cabin door, you can see like shadows of someone walking by. 
Camille, what, what is it? Something set off the wards. Oh, uh, something from, you know, where? Know. Uh, was it the person in the hallway? Could they have done it? The wards are around the beds. Oh. I'm going to go over and, like, there's a door between it, so I'm going like, to yeah. knock on the door for their for okay. their side of it. Okay. Dimitri? Dimitri? Bleh. Well, that's a good uh, Huh, what? <laughs> He's a boat. I don't feel so good. <laughs> wait, wait. C- Camilla set up some wards and she says something is near the beds. Uh, I'll look around our room. Does it look like I see anything weird? No. Mm-mm. Uh, specifically, flick on a light. Okay. Like, do I see any of those like patches of shadows that burnt me before? Or no, no you don't see anything like that. You turn the light on, and the room is light. Uh, everything looks fine here. I um. I. We'll have to apologize to housekeeping, but other than that, uh, this is, this ocean is very big. Well, I figure he's never been consciously on a boat before. Like he was taken to England by accident to recover after war injuries. Mm-hmm. And I use my spot hidden to try to find whatever it is. That okay. You may make that roll. Sweet. 61 under 65. Okay. Um, Phew. You, 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 like, looking around the perimeter of the wards, you don't see anything. Um, you do notice that there is some commotion happening outside. Something's going on out there. Can I you check for in the hall? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm taking a look at my skills because I don't remember any of the skills I have. <laughs> um, there's not a perception spot hidden. Right? Spot hidden. That's your perception. That's not really like the same as like peeking around the corner of the door in the for the hall, though. Eh, well, that would probably be stealth. Is there stealth? Okay. There is yes, stealth. there's stealth. There's also listen. Uh, stealth it is. Okay. In other words, I have very bad listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna? We can't all be librarians. All that, all that shooting the guns in a time before small earplugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so you like crack the door open and kind of peek outside. Yeah, just like barely, like trying to see what's happening. And you can see that there, there's looks like there's like down the. You can only see one direction, obviously, but down the down the hallway, you can see that a couple of other stateroom doors are open, and there are people with their you know night clothes on, kind of standing outside looking around. Are they looking around? Oh, I guess I should. Okay. Um, 
Did you want me to roll to see if I get seen? See if what? To, to see if I'm seen? Like why am I that's, really that's what the stealth roll was. Didn't you okay, make the stealth roll? Oh, well, make your stealth roll then. Okay. <laughs> mm, I thought you did. Uh, no. I didn't. Oh, no, I missed it. Okay. So you so you do that, and there's some people staying out, and there's a there's a man across the way in one of those mm-hmm. vertically striped um, bed shirts <laughs> yes. with, with a little cap. Nice. And he looks at you and he says, "Oh, madam, did you did you feel that?" Uh, n- no, I didn't. But um, I I did hear quite the commotion in the hallway here. I'm gonna pretend like I wasn't trying to be stinky now. It felt like the temperature dropped ten or twenty degrees. And then it came right back up. It was quite chilly for a very brief moment. Oh, well, I suppose that I I was under the cover snug of my bed, and that's why I didn't feel it. Well, oh, sorry to disturb you. No, it's, it's fine. I'm glad you have a little cap on your head. Keep it warm. <laughs> uh, have a good night now. Oh, you then do as well. You want to go and, like, close the door? There, there talking about a temperature change. Camille, did you feel that? Not specifically, but the same thing happened on the way here. Yes. That's why I set the words up for tonight. We're passing the same spot that the Titanic went down. Well, I don't know if that has anything to do with our little adventure here, but that is very disturbing. All of these signs, all of the paintings, the dreams. That's true. It feels like something is happening here. But I couldn't get back to the dreamlands to see if we might be able to find a guide to tell us. But your wards were just around our beds to protect us. The... The size of whatever made the the ship turn cold had to have been huge. Massive. Yes. I it wouldn't fit in those wards. Would it just set it set them off by being nearby? It if whatever changed the temperature pervaded the whole ship, then it makes sense that the wards would have tripped. Mm-hmm. That's true. But it seems that the phenomenon is past now. And it uh, lasted just the one night before. I just... I just didn't... I just didn't... I was afraid of the dogs. No, I understand. This is... It, it's never a good place to meet them, but the hounds on a ship like this... There'd be no getting away. She's getting watched well, so she kinda of like looks around like she's worried, you know, that some right angle is gonna become a dog any moment. Um uh, I mean it it seems like it might be prudent if we just at least um kept the lights on for the rest of the evening. I I agree though, just for vision's sake in case someone enters. You never know who might stop by now that everyone's awake in the ship. Yes. Does it seem odd to you that if this happens every time they make this journey that they don't simply change course a bit? Why would anyone think it was anything 
more than just a cold front coming through. Different right. crews, different different passengers each time. It's possible, but I've done my, my share of travel in the world, and sailors tend to be uh, very wary. Lot. Uh, indeed, yes. Uh, um, I can't pretend to know the details of sailing, but if they truly were that superstitious, then they definitely wouldn't want to pass through the place where the Titanic sank over and over and over again, unless there was no other choice. This is true. Uh, Very strange. Well, let's be wary for the rest of the trip, but hopefully since we have continued moving on the danger is behind us as well at least this bit of it so you know, kind of like nod or like good point <laughs> why don't you tell me a story about one of your adventures that sounds like a fine way to pass the time uh, evidently Dimitri is not feeling well I wonder if we should send him some oyster crackers or something as well. Oh. Yeah. I mean... Really, the one to feel bad for is... I've heard that salt water uh, is quite good for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I've completely forgotten Jim's character's name. Isidore. Isidore, yes. Like, he's the one to feel bad for, because I feel terrible because I'm sick, but he has to be in the room. (laughs) <laughs> and that's just super gross. <laughs> uh So yeah, I'm gonna also ring to get some, some uh, tonic water and crackers sent to our, our friend Dimitri. Okay, all right. And I will tell Camilla a story of my adventures somewhere until we're both calmed down enough to go back to sleep. Excellent. Okay. All right. So your crackers and soda water come. They might help. I don't know. I think I'll luck roll. <laughs> <laughs> roll luck. All right. Let's see. Well, I feel immensely better. I don't know. I I don't know how you have sent me magic water and little baked medicine because I rolled a one. Oh wow. <laughs> So, I I will go with. I just needed to get my sea legs, and now I am going to return and become a Russian Navy officer. Maybe someday drive a silent submarine. I don't know. Like I got nothing. Okay. So what you're saying is you're going to become Sean Connery. Yes. One but ping I only. can pronounce S's. One ping only. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Montana. <laughs> uh, out of character, I totally get why they would keep driving through the same area where the Titanic sank. Because mm-hmm. capitalism, like straight line, so much fuel. Oh yeah, that's exactly why. Go and on an extra mile south <laughs> or north. Yeah, that could be a thousand thousand gallons of fuel. Absolutely. <laughs> well, coal at this point. Coal, right? Because boats use a lot of fuel to move. It's, it's insane. Um, so what you're saying is it's legit just the shortest point between point A and point B. 
Well, and like in the era before there was GPS, like they just kind of guesstimate. Like they get pretty close and then they're like, oh, hey, there's the city we're looking for. Cool. Like, I mean, you know, celestial navigation is accurate to a point, but it's not like I'm within three meters of X, Y, or Z spot on the planet. Right. Are you telling me that, like, basically the Greeks and 1920s Britain and America used the same level of accuracy in there? Well, they had compasses. Well, yeah, a compass and looking at the stars and figure it out. I mean, more accurate methods existed over time. That's what a sextant does, but yeah, they had better <laughs> maps. Just and checking. When I when when some friends rented a boat and we went to Catalina by ourselves, I was at the helm, and I kept it right on with the the heading we were supposed to be on, and Catalina was about thirty degrees off when it finally came into view. <laughs> now I don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, you're not a professional. No, professional sailor. Because well, you can keep a boat aimed one direction, and the water moves, moves underneath you, the yeah. boat. <laughs> right. So you have to adjust. It. There's like airplanes; like they don't just fly forward; they end up moving to the side. They scooch yeah. with the wind. Yeah. Right. But that's why they have a person assigned to like just stare at the compass because the compass still moves when you move. Yes. So then they're like four degrees, blah blah blah. Yeah, but you have to know to adjust. Yeah. For that. If you're just like, if I'm heading 180 and now yeah. the whole world has moved underneath me, yeah. I'm still headed 180, <laughs> but now I'm going to a different new place. Next thing you end up in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. All right. No one needs that. On the way to Catalina. That's real bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that Panama? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the. Okay. So, um,. Uh, within uh, a, another day and a half, uh, uh, you arrive in. Uh, uh, what, what, what is, is there a name for that port? Is it just New York? I have no idea what that port's called. Is there have its own name? Like the Port of Los I Angeles. Just, I think it's just New York. Okay. Yeah, well, you you arrive there, and uh, it's called the Port Authority. That's the people in charge of it, right? Sure. And you, uh, oh, James V in the chat room just said the transatlantic cable for telegraph messages between Europe, UK, and America are well established in the 1920s. But I bet a ship can't tap. Oh, into they it. totally can. A ship can no, tap. Into really? Not with a not with. There was totally wireless telegraph. By well, way. yeah, no, I know, but I'm sure that the the expense to have a telegraph sent. To a ship that's underway is far more expensive than a telegraph along a wire. I would yeah. think. I'm, I'm well off though. I've got like okay. the max it's, I mean, daily would, income. Yeah, but and it, it is a thing that yeah. people could receive messages. Yeah, still. I mean, but but it would need to be an emergency, right? I would assume that most people aren't going to spend the extra amount, you know, plot appropriate amount of money to have it transmitted. I, I would assume that you're going to have the message waiting for you. Didn't the they get telegrams in, in Titanic, though? Like, in the born emergencies. They might have. They might have. Yes. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it's possible. It's just, 
I don't know. Would you think to do that, or would you wait till you got to New York? You tell me. I'm fine with it either way. Uh, I mean, I sent them before I left, so if someone replies to me, they, it was up to them where they would reply to. I think I would have said, I'm going to be on this ship until I get to New York. Okay. So whatever is convenient to your narrative is I, I'm going to imagine that you're, that most of your friends are probably cheap enough where they're just going to send it to a telegraph office in New York, and okay. they're not going to spend the extra five cents to send it on the ship. Yeah, why especially on earth, when it's only a four-day trip or whatever it is. Why on earth would, yes, I can get you into the party, be so crucial that they would want to send it to a boat? That's that's my thinking, at least. Okay, that's fine. All right, so you so arrive go shopping like as soon as we get back. Right. <laughs> so you arrive in New York, and there's shopping people waiting. Them. Yay! Woo! There's a ship coming in, and there's people standing yeah. out here for no reason. Woohoo! Except maybe they're waiting for someone who's on the boat. Yeah, that's that's why they're here. <laughs> <laughs> just professional paid right. boat welcomers. They're just out there going, yeah. "Yay! Welcome to New York!" It's like Sinatra and his Bobby socks. <laughs> Like they, he paid he paid girls to faint when he would sing. Well, oh, so, well, his publicist. Funny. It was probably his publicist. Probably not yeah. him personally. Okay, so you arrive. You arrive in the New York Harbor, and the boat is moored, and you gather your things and make your way to the gangway and disembark. And now you're in New York, and there's a whole big long line of cabs. We get a cab. Okay. And you get a cab, and you take the cab. Where to? What hotel will still let us be there? Huh? Like, we got kicked out of a couple hotels, and we were being investigated (laughs) by... So, (laughs) what hotel haven't we been to? I don't know if you were kicked out of any New York hotels. Well, we I mean, the only place we stayed in the city was the, um... Crown Plaza? Crown Plaza, the Sugarcane Club, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, sta- you stayed there when you were kind of in hiding, and yeah. prior to that, I think you stayed at the Crown Plaza or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. but that's because that's where they they put the bees in my car. Yeah, and right. the hound was there, attacked us I there. About, I forgot about the. The bees. Yeah. Did the, I don't think the hound attacked you there. The hound attacked you at a at a hotel in in, oh, in, London. in London. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we first we first encountered the hound in London. But wasn't there something that happened in one of our rooms that got ripped up here, or was it just the car? Car. I think it was okay. the car. Okay, and then that the and also car. and also you had um, uh, you had someone you were being investigated for arson as well. Yes, that's right. Uh, the, the FBI was on them. Right. That's true. Agent Hoover, no less. Agent Hoover. Right. That guy must be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. So where to? Um. I guess I could... I mean, there's no reason not to just go back to our respective homes, except for Dimitri, who doesn't have one here and needs a place to stay. As long as somebody has a guest room or a couch, I'd be fine. So back to uh, uh, Ravenhurst? I think so. Okay. I have no desire to... Well, actually, we need to stay to see if there are any... We need to go and see if there are any responses to... Doris's telegram first. Ah, yes. There's probably a telegraph office right there at the harbor. 
Oh, and Dimitri also got to see the, the Statue of Liberty. Yes. And see the, the hustle and bustle of a of great big American city. <laughs> the streets are not paved with cheese. <laughs> My <laughs> it, it was a very bad American tale joke. Like five of the mouse. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. Yeah. I, I mean, if he's gonna go get his manifest destiny, I guess. Um. So yeah, we'll just need to check first on the telegrams. Okay. All right. And. Then when so when Doris gets back for Kimmy, but um, I also kind of want to check in on the sugarcane club and see if my peeps are okay. Okay, all right. Someone in the chat room says I felt a chill down my spine as if someone dro- drove a cruise ship over my grave. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Riot Amot. Um, okay, so uh, so you pick up the telegrams first. There's a couple probably waiting for Doris. Um, there's also... Uh, I wonder if we could call... Did the professor who was examining the skull that Doris had brought him... Didn't he kill himself? Yeah. Well, I couldn't remember if he died or not. Well, that's true. We saw him jump off of the roof and get impaled on his fence or something, right? Uh, I, I don't. It's that second part that I apparently blocked out of my memory. I think he just f- jumped off the roof. Oh, okay. I don't Maybe think I'm he got impaled on anything. I don't think he got impaled on anything. I. I mean, I could check. Back. But they, but were, I they do were taking him away. I remember they like yeah. we got there and they took him away in an ambulance. Yeah, but you guys also went to a ho- to the hospital at some point. Uh, for for a, another related reason, and I think they announced at that point that he had in fact passed away. Oh, okay. I'm I'm, I'm looking though. My early notes on this are not in the greatest order. Look at that. Uh, yeah, session zero, session one, session two, session two point five, session three, session five. Two point five. Yeah, what? it was it was that, that was when I was doing game prep, and then I kind of moved stuff around as I finished it. Uh, yeah. Okay, when well, he just gave up on preparing for the weird stuff we designed. <laughs> it was Dr. Albright. Let me see if he's under... If I have his status under uh, NPCs. Adam Chester Al- Albright. Deceased. He, I have a note that he is deceased. Oh, okay. So he... Well. I think you guys ended up going to the the university hospital and and, he, and, and one of the attending physicians there told you that he, he died. Okay, cool. Because the last thing I said I have in my notes was that he was taken in for treatment, and then we found a body in the creek. <laughs> right. That was when. Yeah, that was when when you, when you started heading to New York City. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, he died. So you uh, you have the the um, uh, the telegraphs or telegrams, and uh, and uh, also there's a there's a uh, the New York Times is sitting right there, uh, and it says uh, the headline reads that. Uh, uh, let me find it. Back to session seventeen. 
Dawson Mine Disaster Widows March on Washington, D.C. Oh, no. I'm going to pick up a paper and see the details on that. Okay. The the, the sort of synopsis of it is that uh, at some point in the past, there was a a massive uh, 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 mining accident in New Mexico that killed... Mm -hmm. A lot of of miners and um, the the widows sort of organized and, and started asking for uh, some sort of protections uh, for the government to provide some sort of regulation to protect protect uh, miners and things like that and nothing was happening so uh, they decided to organize a caravan and uh, and they made their way to New York to to Washington DC and they're they're just now slowly slowly starting to uh assemble. But there's a they have a, a, a spokesman uh named Randolph Mason uh who he's quoted in the article heavily and he basically says that you know they're here to get to get justice uh for their loved ones and to make sure that a, a tragedy like this never happens again, etc. things like that. And he also tells me, you know, and, and there's, I don't know, I didn't write down how many were killed in the mine. There, but there's like more than a hundred um, oh, wow. widows that will be arriving in the next next few days in D.C. And uh, and they have, uh, and he put out a call to have uh, uh, any war veterans uh, who are able and willing to come and help protect them in case... Uh, the government responds the way this this Randolph Mason assumes they will respond, i.e., violently. Um, yeah, you've got uh, now. How many, uh, Doris? How many uh, uh, telegrams would you have sent out? You're, you're muted. Uh, I probably would have reached out to. Um Anyone who I thought could have got me into that party, so so many, yeah. So I mean, I don't. I would assume I had multiple contacts. So I don't know how how many. I mean, like it's the fate of the world. What's so what's your, wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have said that though. Uh, no, what, what, but um, I, you know, I wouldn't have been like hesitating to like. I don't know if I should ask Sally. You know, what's your, like, what's your credit rating? My credit rating, um, I have a high one. I know. A really high one. Uh, I don't remember on the character sheet where that is. I don't know. I get like $600 a day or whatever. It's one Halfway of your... down the left-hand, the far left-hand it's, it's, column. It's in the skill section. Oh. And it's really under credit rating. So, yeah. Uh, credit rating is 55. Okay. Go ahead and make a roll on that. Thirty. Third, oh, so you made it. Okay. All right. Uh, you get a message from uh, Ophelia Sutton okay. from the Alexandria Suttons. Okay. And uh, and she says that uh, she, she received an invite, uh, or her parents, rather, received an invite, uh, but they're unable to attend it, and she would be happy to have it, uh, have it sent to you if you would like to, to go in their stead. Absolutely. Uh, I will immediately reply saying that would be delightful. Thank you so much. I can't 
uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing her. Okay. Alrighty. And you give now they've the, the they've decided to go back to to Ravenhurst. Okay. So are you going to yeah. have it sent to that? Have them send. Yeah. It to, okay. I don't want to split up from the group. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Alrighty, and then I mean, uh, it just felt like the we don't want to stay in the city with yes. Hoover <laughs> yeah, hoovering about. And you might want to check in with your employers. <laughs> Hoover hoovering. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'd like to still have a job. <laughs> What's an employer? <laughs> I mean, it's it hasn't actually been that long. Is the best part of this. Like the fall semester has not begun. Oh yeah, it's still a, it's still probably another month away, maybe a little longer. And technically, I've just been assisting Doris this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you uh, you you make your way by the was it the sugarcane club? Because I didn't write yeah. no notes on that. Because I started writing notes on the cotton club. I'm like, oh, no, she's gonna go to the cotton club. I know, and we changed it because the cotton club turned out to be racist. Yeah, this yeah. is terrible. It's a terrible place. Okay, and and you get there, and the the place is still standing, and it looks like it's open. And well, it's not, but well, it's daytime now, so it probably isn't open. But you, you can see that the the doors are probably open, and there's people inside cleaning or doing whatever preparatory things nightclubs do before they open for the evening. Great, and I, I want to check in with Sophia and see if Hoover has been giving her a hard time or anything. Okay. He says, I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? Eventful. It was eventful. I'm glad to be home. It's good to see a friendly face. Yeah, we haven't had any problems. They, they've No one's come around looking for anyone. Um, no one's been harassing us. That's good. It's good to hear. I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you for your help before. Of course, yeah, any time. Okay. Well, it looks like, at the very least, the trail went cold on us, so hopefully Hoover won't have too much of a bug about continuing to investigate us now that we're back. Um, yeah, not even he's come by. Hmm. Oh, good. So, when you get a break, you should come out for Ravenhurst. Oh, I will. I definitely will. Sometime during the week, maybe. Mm. This place is hopping on weekends. Yes, well. Can't abandon the money. Yeah. Take care, my friend. I will see you soon. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to say, when Dave turned around, his Hawaiian shirt looked yeah. like a trans-dimensional monster. It did. <laughs> I'm like, it what is like he that? Got eaten by his background. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, are you taking the cab up there? Or are you gonna rent a car, or does anyone own a car? I don't think any of us own cars. I don't know if any of us can drive anymore. There's a car parked in the lot. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> That's true. There is. There yes. is a car that formerly belonged to um, Ed, the doctor, Edward Friedman. Yeah, Doctor mm-hmm. Friedman. Well, 
It seems Edward didn't, at the very least, didn't come back for his possession. I think uh, maybe if we just take the train. Yes. I have a little bit of drive. Yes, but then we would need to, like, rent or steal a car. Yeah, yeah. And that just hasn't worked out very well for us. <laughs> like the bees. <laughs> we'll just, we'll take a cab. We're not going anywhere that's like, we don't think people are going to, I mean, people are going to come to Ravenhurst to look for us anyway. So it's not like we're going undercover or something. Yeah. Well, And it's not like, well, I suppose we had to go through customs so they know that you guys have returned. Yeah. To America, how Absolutely. long that takes to progress through a paper society, I don't know. Yeah, and we told well, him we're going to be coming back. Yeah, and it assumes that they are like, they have a, a flag on our name at immigration. Yeah. They probably I mean, haven't even invented that. that kind of thing. Yeah, yet. that like, yeah. But taking Edward's car would definitely be like a giant red flag of like, if anyone was watching. Yes. So it seems like, yeah, train, cab, something okay. on that. We'll say that uh, you can take a train and then, and then a short cab ride to uh, to Ravenhurst. Okay. Okay. Or is it Norwich, which is the city it's in. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember everything. Okay. All right. So, uh, you get on the train and get to to Norwich and then take a cab to the university, which I'm assuming most of you live within walking distance of the university. Mm-hmm. Small town and all. Yeah, I think we all had accommodations nearby, except for Dimitri. Right. So, <laughs> he's going to Maybe there is student housing. Uh, Isidore would probably let him crash with them. I'm going to add that to the narrative. Okay. I yeah. That's logical. Yeah. Yeah, he would, I'm sure he would. Yeah. He said, no, I can sleep in my backyard, but you can't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up a tent. There you go. <laughs> you can come in and use the facility twice a day. Time it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, what day of the week is this? Whatever day you want. Yes, pick one. It's fine. July 23rd. Okay. So we've got three ish weeks until the party? Uh, yeah. Okay. And I just say, called it! <laughs> Now that I'm saying again, I can date things. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that maybe even in the middle there's a couple of days, a couple of pages that are just crazy scrawls. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that you, nobody, it's not even a language, it's just crazy, like, mm, I'm just going to sketch in here. Yeah. 
And you just uh, flip past that and resume back to like, okay, things are back to normal now. You're Some probably of them are kind of weird. <laughs> you may have been trying to draw four dimensional art. Oh, or five, the fifth, pencil five and the paper again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, like think, to I like to think that some of my watercolors have gotten distinctly um, interesting. <laughs> In the meantime. Surreal. Yes. Okay. So you guys are at home. Oh. And, you know, I'm just looking. I, I just looked up. It, it's Monday, by the way. And the only thing that looks like only only a couple things happened on this day. I'm on 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 this day.com. Someone named Charles Duppy, three-time Prime Minister of France, dies at 71. That wouldn't no. make the news yet. So, oh, um, so the um, are you going to go into work? Or are you just going to go home? Uh, I'm mostly asking uh, Camilla. Oh, one thing. Kimmy, while you were gone, the lead story in the New York Times was about widows of a uh, of a mine collapse converging on Washington, D.C., and their representative was calling for veterans to come and protect them because he thought the government might respond violently oh. to the protest. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm going to need to go into work. Okay. At least tell them I'm back. The okay. Like Doris is back, and you know, uh, ask if anyone's heard from Edward. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, they. We haven't heard from Edward. We assumed that he would return with you. Is would did he not? Uh, no, he. Uh, let me let me see who you're talking to first. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we lost him. Uh... He just decided he needed to make just medical time. Yeah. <laughs> he found a promising area of study, broke off from the group to pursue it, but we lost communication after that and were unable to get back in touch. Yeah. Seems legit. Okay, I'm going to assume that you're talking with Penelope Bremen, who just happens to be in the library at the time. Penelope, have you... You haven't heard it all from Edward? From Dr. Friedman? No. I, I, nothing at all. In fact, many of us have been talking about the fact that we haven't heard any anything from him. Um, it's very strange. Usually, I mean, when he's gone out on sabbatical before, he's been... Uh... uh Pretty verbose with the letters home, and yeah. and he he did write occasionally, but uh, we haven't heard from him in quite some time. Well, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit worried. I mean, he he found some interesting areas and people he wanted to to further follow up on while we were away, and so he broke off from the group, and I stayed with. Uh, I stayed with Miss Daniels, but I haven't heard from him since, and we didn't have a forwarding address to contact him. Hmm. But hmm. if he does write or telegram, just just to set my mind at ease. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I hope he's all right. I hope he hasn't come into any sort of harm. Did he say where Same. he might be staying? Where we could get a hold of him if we needed to? No, that's the problem. We were all staying in a... Uh, in a rather... You know, one of those standard... Nice to say lodgings in London. <laughs> and then he... He heard of a scientist um, visiting from the continent. But that person was staying somewhere out in the country. Hmm. And you know how country folk are. Hmm. Very peculiar. Do you have any previous addresses I could we could wire to and perhaps see if anyone there has heard from? I'm sure I have something in my bag. Let me um I'll look and get back to you as soon as oh, okay. as soon as I can dig anything up. Okay, thank you very much. Um, did, did something never got mentioned, but I know when we before we ended the previous game, I asked what you guys are going to do with Tesla, and I seem I to mean, recall. Was, I thought he was coming with us. I, yeah, I seem to recall Is, uh, Isidore saying, "Oh no, he's coming with us. We're not letting him stay here. It's no. too dangerous." Okay, I just want to make sure. And he has all the components, the irreplaceable components of the dream machine. Got it. Okay. So we should actually set Tesla up somewhere. That we will assume that he went here with you, and that there's a a the, the, all of his stuff, which is going to take up some space, uh, is probably coming on a, a truck or a later, like a, a, a freight train later. Um, hmm. I mean, the easiest thing would just be to set Tesla up as like a visiting professor at the university. Okay. It would be something of a coup. Are we going to do that under his actual name? Are we going to try and hide? No, we're going to uh, tell people he's Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Or doesn't he have his own place in New York? He does. Are you guys? Will you guys trust him to stay out of sight? I mean, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not suggesting we just banish him, but like he does have a laboratory in New York. I thought. I think he does. That that famous one with the weird tower. Right. We made the whole building shake. Is that the uh, one? Yeah. <laughs> well, we I can don't go know back part of New York that's in, but. Yeah, we can go back there later, but I don't think we want to set him up building this dream machine when we know people are looking for him. Like it's yeah, like, hey, himself. yeah. Well, he even has a giant target painted right on his guts where the yeah. yoga dog would eat them. Yes. So I think we keep him with us. So he's with us. He's probably also staying at Isidore's. So <laughs> since you know, I'm just yeah. volunteering him. <laughs> it's just a flop house now, right? <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. Like that, like bachelor apartment. Yeah, Uh, worst B and B ever. (laughs) I mean, we can't stay with Camilla or I. So, no, I don't think my roommate would really be excited about that. 
Okay. All right. So the the two of, now the two of you are, are set up at uh, well, he's gone. Two of them, two of them are set up at uh, at Isidore's place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, on the cab ride, well, uh, let's say let's say afterwards, uh, you guys meet somewhere. Maybe at Isidore's, who's still terribly ill. No. He got some bad clams the first <laughs> the first night of the of Uh-oh. the voyage, and he's still in a terrible way. Um, uh, Nicola, he tells you where where should I start? Begin with my assembly, and I I, I will be in need of a, a, a not insignificant budget to get the on the replaceable components because I I, I will need to acquire some material. This is where I think we could set him up as a visiting professorship and use the university budget. (laughs) We're not against this idea. I just don't know if we should use his real name to do so. Oh, I wouldn't. Not if he's a professor. Because I just looked him up. Nikola Tesla, no degrees. (laughs) But I wasn't joking about telling people he was Einstein. (laughs) It's not like Einstein's going to come back and be mad about it. True. <laughs> you take his identification and live the rest of his life. <laughs> I mean, it totally explains why everyone That's knows what Einstein happened. now and not Tesla. True. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. I'm on board. And it's not like most people have ever seen a picture of a young Einstein. Sure. Especially in this time period, you know? Mm hmm. And if no one at the university has met him. I mean, those are all very good points. I'm not against this. Is that the gamble we're going to take? Do we have to like, <laughs> yes. make a luck roll to see if somebody here has met Einstein before? Yeah. Why we're would you say him. luck? Luck would be the worst thing to make. It's all about the deception and persuasion rolls. Yeah. <laughs> there is not a deception roll, so just persuasion. Okay. Or my fantastic library used to make sure that none of the <laughs> professors here have worked with Einstein. Before. Yeah, and all his forged documents are in order. <laughs> you pull any book that has a mention of him. <laughs> make sure there's no pictures. <laughs> I check them all out to Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Dated before we left. <laughs> I don't know how much he had published by this point. Um, okay, so the person that you would need to speak with, oh, his first book came out in 1916, but then his next one didn't come out until 34. Of course, his first book was relatively, it was relativity, so, yeah. Would it have a picture, though? Did it have a picture of him in it? Uh, well, the the version I'm looking at does, but I'm sure it's a reprint, because it's an old hymn in color. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, in our universe, we can say that his first book didn't have a picture of him in it. (laughs) That's probably a very expensive thing to do. Yeah. Like, that's a bit of a... That's so posh for someone's first book in 1916. Yeah. Okay, so you, you already know that Dr. Hugo Vasquez is the department head of the Department of Mathematics. 
which would at this point probably be the closest closest department that he would he would go to because a lot of the other stuff is all life sciences and medical stuff. So who wants to go and talk to him and, and get this guy hired? Doris? Uh, I could go, but I don't think he's no, got to leave. We don't want you to do that. Hello, I am Dimitri. Hello. I make with you introducing Dr. Einstein. You give him money. He build machine. Uh, so it'd be like fast talk, maybe? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, that that is what it seems like to me, because okay. because we're trying, like, that's the closest to some kind of, like, I'm trying to... Yeah, well, right. I would say persuade or fast talk. Okay, let's go fast talk. Okay, so you're going to go to his office? We're not just doing the roll. You guys are going to get this guy hired. As yeah. someone he isn't. That's right. <laughs> I think we should go together. Yes. And that way I could help you with... Maybe the two of us. Yeah. Not Dimitri. <laughs> no. No, I... I'll keep you have an to eye take on care of Tesla and and make sure Isidore stays hydrated. Yes. <laughs> it's too bad the oyster, the magic oyster crackers didn't work for him. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm I'm on a mission to find oyster crackers because I think they solve all gastrointestinal distress <laughs> now because they were so effective. Nice. So uh, yes, I am going to go and knock on the door. Come. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I have a bottle of something nice. Okay. Not too nice, but like, hey, like we just came from the UK. Yeah. Um, so you could go buy a bottle of Beef Eaters gins down the corner and. <laughs> sure. Okay. Here you go. Uh, Straight from London. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll do like a nice uh, scotch or something. Actually. We'll okay. All right. Uh, and I'm sorry, what was his name again? Dr. H- Hugo Vasquez. Hugo Vasquez, okay. Um, Department Head, College of Mathematics. Uh, Hugo! Do, do you remember uh, Doris? I'm Doris. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I, I, I think we met at um, one of the, the, the Dean's parties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, look, I brought you this. We just got back from good old England, and I thought you might enjoy this. Oh. Oh, thank you very much. You're, oh. you're quite welcome. So while we were there, the most amazing thing happened. Wasn't it amazing, Camilla? Absolutely astounding. Astounding. We happened to be on a boat with someone. Um, you might be familiar with him. Some people have heard of him. His name is Einstein. Albert Einstein? Uh, yeah. Uh, good old Albert, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've managed to convince him to come back with us. And he's interested in perhaps uh, coming in and being part of Ravenhurst for a bit, like I am, like as a a, a temporary lecturer or whatever it was. That I oh, I would think someone of, of, of his ability would be a distinguished guest lecturer. Right. And he's, he's, working new, he's working on a new theory um, that seems very close to fruition. Yes, he's building has this a little bit of, thing. 
he had a little bit of time to work on it here, it might reflect quite well on the university. Oh, can you imagine if he published from here? That would be that would be quite something. Oh, that would that would be uh, that would be quite remarkable, quite remarkable. Well, yes. um, um, have him you, have him come and see me. Of course. Are you familiar with? You, so you're familiar with his work. I know. I, why am I rolling for him? Someone, whoever the, uh, among the two of you, whoever has the highest luck, make a roll. Luck or fast talk? I luck. Fast talk. Because oh, you just asked him a question oh, 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 that yeah, has to right, do with right. a fact. And I don't know the answer to that fact, and I can think I can't think of a better thing than luck in the situation to use. <laughs> What's your luck? Twenty nine. Oh, I've thirty six. I should have gone. Nope. I rolled seventy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yes, of course I am. Yeah, I I I've I've read his treatise on relativity. I found it quite fascinating. Oh, oh but you've never met him or seeing him. Oh, no, of course not. I wonder if he would sign my book. And he turns around and he pulls a book off the shelf. I'm sure he would. That would be... And you notice he's flipping through the first pages of it, and there's no picture of it. Yeah. I I, I think in this time, it's probably... That's probably more common than having pictures in it. Maybe an illustration. Yeah, there we go. That, I'm fine with his... Yeah. Um, yeah, that would. Uh, I'm sure he'd be delighted to sign that for you. He seems like a very um, amiable person. Oh, that would um, be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I'll well. need, need to clear it with the chancellor, of course. But I'm sure that uh, I'm yeah. sure we can find the the budget for someone of his stature. Uh, yeah, with the special title and everything. That's fascinating. Anyway, um, I honestly thought that you were here as a special guest lecturer. I was. <laughs> I am. Yeah. But I don't know if I got the special guest lecture title. Distinguished, distinguished. guest lecturer. Sorry, I'm not oh, sure. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Only the men get the distinguished. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's what it is. Well, you're more pop culture than science. To, I am to not. A univer- to a university crowd, I bet... If you ask Doris, yeah, but in in Doris's mind, oh, no. Doris's <laughs> mind, she's a great mind of her time. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, we will have him uh, stop by and see you, and um, yeah, that's fantastic. Would you like me to take the book so that he can sign it and then return it to you? Oh well, well I, I, I mean, I'm going to have to meet him, obviously. Anyway, I, I, I can wait. I can wait. All right. All right. I can sit. Very patient person. Very nice. Uh, well, then I will uh, talk to him and make sure that he can do the teaching of the math that you need. Oh, very well. Very well. And the, and just... It would be such a coup for the university if his project launched from here. Yes. Oh, certainly, yes. That would be... That would be a... Uh, uh, quite a feather in our in our cap, I believe. Well, let us know as soon as you get the answer um, from the Chancellor, and uh, if we can get any accommodations for him, or perhaps a, a laboratory or a workshop set up of some type. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go and speak with him uh, shortly. Um, we're, we're to have lunch today, so. Oh, very nice. You should share some of that scotch with him. Excuse me. I think I just might do that. Sorry, Canada. Okay. And I see. 
Good day to you, sir. We leave. Okay. Said good day. And I said good day. <laughs> okay. All right. Now the hard part. What's the hard part? Going and tell Tesla what he has to do. <laughs> that is true. Camilla. This is where the fast talk and persuade really come in. Right. Yeah. Camilla, this is your idea. So. And he does like you very much. I think he likes staying alive, which mm-hmm. should be as much persuasion as any of us would need at this point. I agree. But let's go break the sour news. Okay. okay, so you head back to uh, to um, Isidore's place mm-hmm. and. Uh, it looks like uh, Dimitri's. You're, you're probably there too. Are you a tea drinker, Dimitri? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Because uh, Tesla. But the has British and Americans do it all wrong. <laughs> they don't have they have samovars. Yeah. <laughs> so Tesla makes tea, and he has, and he, and he, and he manages somehow to make toast. So you have little little slices of toast with jams and things. And you're sitting there, and they're just sitting down to tea when you guys walk in. <laughs> well, Tesla, I will go turn on the stove again. <laughs> We've got your funding. Oh, you do. It does. It seems like the university would be very um, interested in having a. A new distinguished guest lecturer. Well, that, that's wonderful news. Are they are they aware that I'm, I am? I hold no degrees. They think you're Einstein. Oh, look at that! Hold on a second. Guess who just just added? Who just entered the waiting room? Yay! Yay! Hopefully, it actually is Jim and not a hacker. There he is. Hey Jim. hey, Jim. We have a Jim. You're muted, or your microphone's not working, or you're muted. <laughs> check, 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 check. You're so soft. I can turn it up. Yeah, turn it up to the volume a little bit, please. Super soft. Super soft volume. Ten ply. <laughs> <laughs> your ten ply, bud. You look like you woke up for a nap. It kind of fall asleep. <laughs> I figured. I figured that was what happened. <laughs> it happens. Amusingly enough, I took a nap right before the game, and I set an alarm. In the last, <laughs> the dream I was having when the alarm went off is that it was seven thirty. Oh. <laughs> I woke up in a giant panic. <laughs> so we're back at the university and we've brought Tesla back and we've convinced them to hire him but they think he's Einstein so we've con- trying to convince him to pretend to be Einstein okay well guys keep going we'll figure out a way for me to <laughs> well, yeah, well that's I mean we're at your house funny and I'll stay at your house because your, your house has become a flop house <laughs> oh and you have Dimitri great. and Tesla both staying there well, yeah, they're sort of my favorite people, so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and you had some bad clams on the boat on the way over, so we've been 
keeping you healthy. But you're probably yeah. feeling much better, and you're probably joining Dimitri and 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 Tesla for tea and toast. Yes, because he scrambled up. He, he'd scrounged up some some bread that wasn't hadn't gone entirely moldy and uh, made toast because I'm I'm sure you haven't had a chance to go to the market. He, he got some bread from the neighbor. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I hate to be a bother, but I've been away for quite some time, and I haven't had an opportunity to reinforce my larder. I was wondering if. <laughs> I'm sorry. All we have is this uh, liverwurst and some pumpernickel. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've managed to get all these people to America safely. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool and uh and they just dropped the bomb on Tesla that 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 he is uh they've they've agreed to hire him uh as a distinguished and guest lesser all of his research that must be a dream to him since he's always looking for a sponsor yeah yeah but there's one catch i just pretend to be Einstein. but i do you do realize that Einstein was the one who did the math. I, I did the construction. I, I built it. What's he, the difference? What? I mean, that's the point, though. Is I've told them that you are, you have a an eminent research project. Yes. That needs a place. So they're not a, they're not going to expect you to lecture, even if they do. Edward used to pass on his lectures all the time. Doris, when was the last time you actually gave a talk? Is that what a lecturer is? <laughs> as long as you're working, that's what'll matter. And as long as no one knows you are actually here, they won't come looking for you. But, but if word gets out that Albert Einstein is teaching a math class here. Won't every math student scramble to try to be in that class? We're long past enrollment for the fall semester. <laughs> and then once once your work on this particular aspect is done, you can either renegotiate with the university to not actually teach a class or move on. Whatever you feel like would be the best thing for you at that point. Whenever I'm at a party and I don't know what people are talking about, I just tell them a story that's interesting. I bet if you got in front of the, a group and you told them a story about something that with you and Einstein, you'd be, it'd be fine. Uh, uh, it well, is academic work. It uh, really sometimes requires little justification as long as you can provide some progress. And we can um, uh, maybe uh, use a term, uh, we can fake it until we make it. Okay. Do you happen to have any books on mathematics here in your house? I happen to know a librarian that might be able to help you. Check out all of Einstein's books. Oh, I, I think I should probably start with something more rudimentary. 
When it's does probably it... more important for you to know more about his life than his actual mathematics. I just teach about the machine you are going to be building. Uh, you know maybe how that not works. that. I mean, we don't want <laughs> the college students well, about, to another like dimension. The, the individual components, not like, oh, look, here's the way to go to the horror zone. <laughs> Well, I know for a fact that you are at least somewhat intimate with physics in general. And I just go over to my bookcase and I grab some physics textbooks because it's sort of like a side hobby of mine. Okay. <laughs> and you go, uh, you know, here are here are some books just on, on basic practical theory uh, and we can move to things that are a little bit more advanced later. But this will at least get you working, talking the same language as everyone else when it comes to the math. It'll make it a lot easier. I, I can spend some time with you, uh, and we can go over these things. Um, I know that it could be nerve-wracking trying to go into something without having uh, mastery of the subject. Just tell them you have a headache, and that you'll discuss it with them at a later time. Oh. oh, oh okay. So, so where, where do I, mean, I have really my... really, the important thing is just that you get the laboratory. Yes. That that is true. Uh, where 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 should I have the 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 lorry bring the equipment? We're hoping to find that out very soon. As soon as they approve, uh, you you and Einstein having a laboratory here. Did they say how long that would take? Because I do they need to get they, started. Oh, uh, they said they were going to do it right away. He oh, was very having good. lunch with the chancellor. Which no, will be, I suppose, now. So um, we should be able to get it set up. I mean, if we, if you're able to impress upon them the urgency and the immediacy of results, maybe. Oh. They should be able to set it up in the next couple of days. Could you um, convey to them that urgency for me? That would be appreciated. Thank you. Been <laughs> <laughs> Might be better coming from me. I'll go ahead and pen a letter to the dean. Okay. Very good idea. Okay. Uh, the equipment should be arriving, uh, I believe, tomorrow. And uh, if they could have the facility set up, um, I will need a, 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 a probably a few generators as well. I don't know why. I, I can't do a Serbian accent. I even looked it up when we started the game and tried, but Serbian accents are hard. This helps us like it seems like more like Einstein this way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this character sheet seems so old. You know. <laughs> so long ago, back in the before times. So, so Tesla takes the book and says, excuse me, I'm going to go read. I will be here and available if you have questions. Thank you. Okay. Oh, uh, I should... Uh, did you guys clue in um, Isidore about what's going on? Or what, what is starting to happen in Washington? Oh, yeah. I probably would have made some conversation while we were drinking water. It has water. to do with the... Uh, the uh, uh, the story of the king in yellow and the uh, the, the meeting that will uh, bring forth not bad directly. 
it's it, there was a, some kind of a huge mine accident in New Mexico, and uh, over a hundred minor widows are coming to D.C. to protest. And there was a call for people that might want to help defend them against government tyranny. Um, That's not which, topical at all. Yeah. Oh, here, uh, is this the right one? Hold on a second, because th- 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 this actually, I, th- I think there was a reason I picked this mining accident. Not simply because it happened in 1923. Just a side question. This is the first time you're using this new camera. How does it look? Good. I've been yeah. trying to uh, improve my equipment. It looks very nice. You look very dashing. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second Dawson disaster was a mining accident on February 8th, 1923 in Dawson, uh, New Mexico, which killed 123. Prior to that, in October 22nd of 1913, was the first Dawson mining disaster, which killed 263. And the the second mining accident, many of the men who died were descendants of the men who died in the first mining accident. Oh, that's awful. So now you've got mothers and grandmothers, probably. Oof. And widows. Two generations. Yeah. Two generations of angry angry families who are now descending on Washington. That's why I that's why I, I picked that one. Because there was plenty of mining accidents in nineteen twenty three, let me tell you. That's awful. It it was pointed out just uh, a little while ago in the chat that uh nineteen twenty two is when Einstein won his Nobel Prize. Oh no! <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing that, Dave. Way That's to make awesome. Yeah. That's true, and they're very excited to have a Nobel laureate at the university to be the first one. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I just—I well. think it's fantastic. <laughs> um. Okay, so he's up reading. Who wants to make the roll to see if they can make a fake Nobel Prize medal? <laughs> I don't have blacksmithing. <laughs> metal You're skilled with that beat. <clears throat> My credit rating is not high enough to buy that much gold. <laughs> we don't have to make it out of gold. I'm sure it isn't made out of gold. I mean, he, he probably left it at home. He didn't bring it with him on his vacation. Yeah, people don't often just carry their <laughs> prizes. Just wear around their Nobel Prizes. No, of course, he's going to wear it around. Just show it with his professor's hat on. And... No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. So he's definitely a lot more famous than I figured he would be. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, the, the Nobel Prize is 100% gold. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Even now, today? Well, it's, yeah, it's 18 karat gold plated with 24 karat gold. Oh. Oh, so it's not like pure bad. gold. <laughs> Eighteen is pretty good. Eighteen. That what do they pure put? Gold. What do they put in uh, nickel or something to? I don't know. We'll, we'll just bake a cookie and we'll wrap it in gold foil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Find a Why are they stealing one? a Nobel Prize? The chat no, room happened to help, very helpfully mention that he won his no. first Nobel Prize in what twenty one twenty. 22. 22, 1922. So, by this point, Albert Einstein is a Nobel laureate. (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. Thanks for that. We appreciate the help. Uh, Whatever. Stu's the one messing about with history, man. Right. I I mean, 
I'm just saying since he got his guts eaten out by a yogurt dog, we're free to do what we please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I'm we, sure did we? he's not going to be upset. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's the yogurt do- dog law, 1902. Did we go through his pockets when he had the yogurt dog incident? Just maybe he was carrying around his Nobel Prize with him? <laughs> I don't think. No, the dog totally would have taken that. Come on. That's hanging on the yogurt dog's wall someplace. It has good taste, <clears throat> yeah. It's probably collecting Nobel laureate souls. <laughs> oh, screwed up serial killer. I only kill people that have won awards. And only oh, when they have man. them on them. Yeah. Okay. So he anyway, he's upstairs he's upstairs studying. Okay. To teach math to college students. <laughs> it was also pointed out that I feel like he missed the point of this entire ruse. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing how often guest professors actually don't work with students. Like, it really is very common. Like, sometimes they'll have, like, graduate students who come help them on a specific project. Oh, see, when in, in my department at, at, mm-hmm. at Cal State Long Beach, mm-hmm. of the four professors, five, four or five professors that made up my department, three of them were distinguished guest lecturers. Oh, yeah. And they taught regularly? They taught, they all taught classes and in fact, you were assigned to one of them as a sort of career counselor. Oh wow! Yeah, because they actually, after we graduated in the, in our senior year and during the summer, we would get calls from them saying, "Hey, I got a job lead for you," because they were actually trying to oh. place us into positions. That's amazing. And all of them were people you probably never heard of, but the one of the distinguished guest lecturers was the guy who worked for Lee Iacocca when he was brought back to. Chrysler to to get it out of get it off its deathbed basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wow. was yeah. He, Ours were like came in as directors and taught yeah. you about how much you could be abused and get away with it <laughs> in theater. Yeah, like the ones that and that we never heard from them again. Yeah. You know, mine were all working working people working in the field, so they were like mm-hmm. I mean, technically, ours were working in the field. Right. They just didn't give a damn if we did. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the professor Which had... Which is its own, like, major life lesson when it comes to the arts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, our our head, head lecturer uh, was Harvard-educated, and he talked like this. <laughs> he really did. He actually clenched That's his funny. teeth when he spoke, and his mouth would go wide, especially his lower lip. <laughs> All right. Very hard um, to understand when you're singing yeah. in the back of a classroom. Anyway, he call his wife Lovey. <laughs> oh, Lovey! <laughs> in any case, All right. Tesla has um, He's missed the point. This could so, go badly. Eh. As long as he gets the machine made and. It doesn't have to last that long. This is true. Like, this ruse doesn't have to be a two-year visit. It can just... Oh, oh well, I've been called away. Uh, well. And then we find some way to condemn the room that the machine's built in while we use it. You know, it, this is really just a dodge. We can't really start concentrating too much on the specifics. We just... Have to I mean, deal with it if, as we go. If we make it through after the next three weeks, then we'll worry about it then. 
right. I'm going to say the term is going to start first of September or whatever the whatever the first Monday is in September. Okay. How many tickets were you able to procure, Doris? Um. A pair of tickets, I suppose. Was it two, or was she just going to be able I'm to get me in? I would say two, but if you want, if you make a successful luck roll, it will be, okay. uh, it will be two plus their two lovely children. Ah, okay. Let's see. That Dahlia nope. in the background. Uh, I think that was Dahlia. Yeah. No, I did not make luck. Okay, so you got you got uh, for. Uh, Mr. Oh, what was the name? Sutton? Yes. Sutton, yeah. Mr. Robert Sutton and guest. Uh, well, I have two, and one of them has to be a gentleman. Um, oh, no, we're not impersonating them. They just gave me their tickets, right? It depends how closely people look at the, at the, uh, okay. at the invitations. I mean, this okay. isn't like a state dinner or anything. This is a birthday party. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, yes, hand me your invitation. Mr. Robert Sutton and his wife, blah, 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 blah. there won't be that sort of thing. Because this okay. isn't like a white tie event, I wouldn't right. think. This isn't a, a state Luckily, function. we're not. This isn't taking place in Britain. Britain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hand him the invitation with the name crossed off and a new one written in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have uh, the ticket is for um, Mr. Sutton plus one. And I just looked up Warren Harding was born in Ohio, so I'm sure he's not going to have some sort of butler announcing people as they come in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no offense to anyone who born in Ohio. Well, you never know with the nouveau riche. That's true. That's true. Yeah, if you if you have a butler and you're from Ohio, you should write into the show and tell us. <laughs> If you have people announced coming to your wife's birthday yeah. party. Wait, if you were born in Ohio, daughters. got elected president, oh, daughter. and then have a birthday party, then you should mm-hmm. let us know how. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder, like, what's the security like? Because he's the president, so it's the president's, like, family. And I know what security would be like in the modern times, but... Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Secret Service existed, and they've already had a couple of assassinations. Uh, one was Garfield. That would be the most recent one. Mm-hmm. That would have been mm, a couple decades ago? Not sure. I'm going to look it up. Because I was just looking up QEP Long, and that was 1945. <clears throat> uh, well, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that they would uh, make sure that nobody came in with weapons. Um, certainly. Yeah. But certainly. I, I'm not sure, you know, whether they would do, you know, throw background checks and keep eyes on people. The security is really different in this day and age. Uh, I mean, there's no cameras and shit. Garfield was 1881. Right, so that's for almost 40 over 40 years ago. Over 42, 40 years ago, yeah. <clears throat> he what was about, also from Ohio. What about McKinley, who was also from Ohio? Yes. Conspiracy. Assassinated in 1901. So that's 21 year, 22 years ago. Oh, that's right. It's the curse of the zero. I forgot about that. They're all going to fall on that thing. Every president elected in the year that has zero in it died in office. Really? Up, up, up through Reagan. Reagan was shot because I remember I had a professor in college 
or in high school, or junior high school, who uh, he had talked about the curse of the zero, and then like four days later, on the, the radio they announced that Ronald Reagan had been shot. Oh wow! And he walked as soon as as soon as he, we walked into the classroom, he went like this. <laughs> made a zero with his hand. Made a zero but with he, his hand. But he wow. lived. But yeah, before that, every president, every president that was elected in a year that ended in a zero died in office. Interesting. We don't talk about that anymore because it got broken. Because the, the curse of the zero ended somehow. Interesting. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> but in any case, this this situation... We're going to assume that it wouldn't be all that difficult to get in since Ophelia didn't feel like it was that big of a deal to give you her parents' tickets, I guess. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, this this wouldn't be like a state function. If it was a state function, I think that would be different. Okay. okay. And I, I think that if we go in there like we're supposed to be there, we can actually just get in the door. It's. Uh, I think the more difficult thing will be in uh, once we actually start mingling, mm-hmm. if they do announce our names, people will be expecting those people there and might be looking for them, and that might raise suspicion. So, whatever we're doing, we should probably do it relatively quickly because the longer we're in there, the longer we stand to be discovered. It's true. Agreed. <clears throat> but we also need to figure out. I mean, so we know when the party is, but it does also feel like if we wait until the day of the party, it's going to be too late. Also agreed. We need to take some actions before the party. We can't put all our eggs in one basket, as it were. Uh, but I don't know what else to do. Is there something? Is there something you can do with your magic ward stuff, or that we could prepare ahead of time? Or that doesn't keep anything out. It just alerts you when something is there. I see. There's no way to. Tweak it or change it? I could start... Isidore, would you... Do you think we could maybe pool our efforts here and see if if possibly we could change something? Um, Develop I'm something new? Certainly willing to give it a try. I've never done anything like that before, but yeah, I mean, it's worth it. But also, there must be another... Are there more people here who were involved in Abigail's group or or another group closer to the president or something? There must be another cabal. I think it's likely that you're right, because something, either that or Abigail is being very controlling about what's going on on her own, but I think it's probably likely fairly good to assume that she's going to have some more people working for her, or doing her bidding, whatever you want to call it. How do we find something like that? Um... Would that set off your wards? Would someone who is serving that purpose, or is it only animal or beings from the other other place? The wards ward against anyone who crosses them. 
anything that crosses them. Ah, I see. But they're limited in scope. Um, and Maybe we can tie the ritual to the symbol. Usually these cultists have the symbol on them at some, in some way. Maybe we can al- alter the sigil itself to be responsive not only to motion, but to the actual pres- presence of the sign itself. That would be very helpful. Although, it would only go off one time, or do they continue to go off? It's a, it's like a tripwire. Got it. Uh, though, did we... Did we track down everyone who was part of Abigail Amherst's circle here? Before we left? Well, the name sort of And... I don't mean to derail the conversation here, um, but has anyone heard from the federal police they have since, not we've arrived us back? since we've arrived? No. But we did not tarry in uh, New York very long. But Agent Hoover never bothered the Sugarcane Club or anything either, so it's possible that they had other leads. How long were you guys gone? Like, maybe a month? Three weeks? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we headed out at, like, the beginning of June. And you got back... Yeah, so, yeah, like six weeks, maybe? Yeah, so between six and eight weeks. Uh, Because of the fact that a lot of you guys have... may, may have game notes, because I noticed, I didn't make copies of them, Dave, but I noticed that there was a bunch of, like, cards with a bunch of notes on it. I don't know yeah, if those were Dimitri's or if those are the previous character. But I will just... Uh, it's kind of a mix, but it's okay. But just for a... Um, um, for an e- ease of figuring this out, there are eight people, I think... <clears throat> and we know at least three of them are dead because you f- okay you found you found one person in Abigail Amherst's apartment and so four of them are dead because there's the person who set off the locusts is dead I'm trying to there's see which one that was the, um, <clears throat> the t- there were two people who set off the yellow fever and Abigail Amherst is dead. Right. I'm trying to figure out like where I wrote down where the... Hmm. I didn't think that we had eliminated all of them, for sure. Because I remember we were relieved to get on the boat and go to another continent, hoping that we would get away from crazy cultists. Okay. Hector Narrator then informed was... me turned out to be a lie. Hector was involved with Abigail and was one of the first victims of the Manhattan yellow fever outbreak. Yes. So those were the two for yellow fever. So there was Abigail and her bow. But there was another body in the other town where we found the yellow fever. The one that was strung across the creek, correct? Right. Not the creek body, but the... But there was the hotel room body. Oh, that's right. That was that's moving. right. That was a woman, correct? 
Yeah. Okay. Then you had the and guy, the guy who was strung across the mm-hmm. the water. So that's four. Is that it? And then there was at least one of the remaining ones that we have not found a body for has a missing hand. Right. Yes. So we've seen four. Oh, here we go. The registry names all New York locals. Pierce Murray, who is a research scientist slash professor of biology. Abigail Amherst. Mary Duncan. Samuel Campbell, who is an uh, etymologist. Graham Stone. Terrence Sharp. Drake Lambert. Um, so Abigail, Samuel, Terrence, Drake are all dead. Mm-hmm. So there's Pierce, Mary, Graham. Pierce, Mary, and Graham. For sure. We don't. We did not follow up on to find corpses. At least I'm assuming these little X's by their ma- names mean they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think part of the reason why we didn't follow up on all of them was because we were just looking we were originally just looking for the Manhattan residents which were Pierce, Abigail, Samuel well that's where we happened to be too so yeah So the short answer is no, they're not all accounted for. Great. So that's our first... I guess that's our first lead. Okay. Then we should jump on that as soon as we can. Agreed. retrospect, I shouldn't have just closed that specific page. It had literally all the names. Uh, A messenger arrives and says that um, um, that the chancellor and and the mathematics department head um, would like to invite um, uh, Mr. Einstein to uh, to dinner this evening to discuss uh, his prospective um, temporary position at the university. It'll be held at the the faculty club, which is a a sort of smallish restaurant sort of watering hole. Okay. Not actually a private establishment. It's just called the Faculty Club. And this comes, there's a letter that comes inviting. Yeah, a messenger comes by. 
I have a message for you. For Mr. Albert Einstein. Oh, he's a... Oh, no, no, yeah, right here, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I take the message, and I go, I'll, I'll, I'll see to it that he gets it. Thank you so much. And I go to the group. <laughs> oh, go, oh, you leave him hanging. <laughs> Man. Oh, no, I tip him. Okay. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not rude. Um, but I go to the room, I go to the group with, with the message going, well, this is uh, a little intense. Uh. Would uh, would it make sense for me to try to be Albert Einstein? No. Leave Tesla free to work on. The point is that Tesla needs the the support to work on his machine. Actually, would you know what we could do is is. Dimitri could be his companion. A secretary? Research assistant. Yeah, yeah. Research assistant, attache, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, a valet? Yeah. Um, but do you think that it might be a little bit better in our interest to sort of reply back and go, you know, I'm very sorry, but the, the, the beginning parts of this while well, I'm expecting and assembling equipment to prep for my experiments. I, I really can't spare the time. Uh, if you have any questions about my work, I can certainly point you towards some of my published uh, uh, books and papers to set he you in the right direction. He needs to give them details on what he needs. Because the point is that he needs certain components, he needs space, power. If he can just convey those tonight especially because he needs the space as soon as possible Isidore could you why don't you go with him if you and Dimitri both go you can smooth over any inconsistencies or suspicions and and make sure that he gets what he needs okay well I'll go have a conversation with Tesla about it and make sure that he's prepared and knows where we're going with it. And I'll hold his hand through it as best I can. I, of course, am absolutely no expert. Um, but um, I'll at least be able to try to sidetrack the conversation if it gets to that point where it gets a little bit too difficult. I'll go with him. I was hoping to avoid this for a little while, but apparently impossible. I have every faith in you, Isidore. I thank you. That does bolster, bolster my confidence significantly. But nonetheless, I think it's time for us to have a little conversation. I'll have a little conversation with Tesla. We'll get prepared. Okay. Um, and um, <clears throat> I'll go up and it says, Mr. Tesla, no, yes, sorry Mr. to Door. bother your studies, <clears throat> um, but I have just received this note and we've been, and you've been invited to a lunch to discuss your work. 
well, Einstein's work. Um, I think this is a great opportunity for us to go in there and start securing the space and equipment that you're going to need. Um, I will certainly help you dance around any somewhat difficult questions, um, but uh, I'm hoping that the people that we're meeting with aren't necessarily experts as well. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, keep vagaries and uh, details to the side and just present a good show and uh, simply communicate our dire need for uh, the equipment and space that we do need. So prepare yourself as best you can. The lunch will be on, what, tomorrow afternoon? Was that what we're this saying? Evening. To? This evening. This evening? Oh, it, it's a dinner. Yes. Um, dinner is going to be set up at this hour for this evening. Um, I will also be preparing. All right, do you have any questions? Um. What, what what sort of questions are they going to ask me? They're going to want to know about what kind of things you're going to research. Uh, st stick to the hardware. Stick to what you know that's related to it. Ah. If there are some hard physics questions, uh, we could uh, basically sidetrack it by going, you know what, this would be better explained later when I have a chalkboard and I can actually explain the math and go through it. It's a little bit more difficult to just go over and over cocktail napkins and a pen. Uh, just ah. sort of try to sidetrack them from that and just keep it a little bit on the side. But things that you do know about, go ahead and expand on uh, it with some cons uh, conservation, of course. But keep them interested and keep them uh, keen on giving us what we need. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you back to what you were doing. I'm going to go prepare myself. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I just looked it up. Guess where Albert Einstein was in July 10th, 1923? I don't know. Giving his Nobel laureate lecture at the Nordic Assembly of Naturalists in Gothenburg, Sweden. <laughs> so we already broke history. Yeah, that's definitely not happening in our timeline. No, no. <laughs> Thanks, no. Stu. On July 10th, Thanks he was, breaking history. In July 10th, he was probably in Hamlin and building, a, building the dimension machine. <clears throat> okay. So he, he starts reading again. I'm going to also start, you know, going over through some of the, you know, uh, side magazines that I've had on Einstein's work that I've just kept for reading and, uh, and entertainment. Collect them and just sort of review them a little bit, see if I can get myself in, a, in the right mindset to be helpful. Okay. Um, I am... <clears throat> I go, Dimitri, I think that the best thing that you can keep your mind on is sort of just simply observe the conversation. If things go super bad, maybe you can provide some sort of distraction um, and and see if we can actually eject ourselves from this uncomfortable social situation. <laughs> things go super bad. I could kill Chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not want to stifle your creativity, <laughs> but if we can come up with a slightly less violent method of doing I, I so... I agree, I agree. I was joking. Uh, I I could pretend to be a little intoxicated and uh, perhaps spill drink. That's perfect. Mess up anything written on napkins so they cannot tell if it was bad math. Uh, this is very uncomfortable, but I think that we have 
made every preparation we can in just a few hours. Hopefully this will go by quickly and it won't cause us too much trouble. I would ask if I could borrow some money to purchase a new uh, uh, suit to wear to respectable... Oh, uh, you know, here, I, I, get, I write down an address, very local, uh, in some directions. I go, this is my tailor. I have an account with them. Okay. Go ahead very and good. get yourself something sensible. I am not a rich man. Get yourself no. something simple, uh, sensible and nice and make yourself look good. I think that's a good idea. I have plenty of things in my closet. Well, and but you are a little Dimitri taller doesn't than have. Me. <laughs> he just goes and has super high water pants. Just <laughs> yeah, I know. It just wouldn't work out. I, I, I just the way I picture your character physically compared to mine is radically different. It just would not be good. Um, but yeah, I just just something. I do not require much just to be have well, a, a change of clothes would be useful. Well, it, it will be somewhat limiting because you will definitely be taking off the rack and adjusting from there. So um, let them know that you need it for the evening. Your choices will probably be somewhat limited, but you'll look at least like you belong there somewhat. Pretty good. Because I think... I think maybe Doris bought him like a very nice suit to go on the boat because we were going to be like first class passengers on the boat yeah that sounds like something I would do that's fine but I think that that's probably a little too fancy to be like I'm just the the, you know valet or bag man for Einstein like that's not a position that pays a ton of money um, not only that, but you're in a new country. You're completely alone. You're helping us out. You have nothing, basically. It, it's my pleasure to provide you at least with a change of clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if not a, a, a place to sleep. So that's that's not a problem. My credit rating ain't great, but it's enough for a suit. Um, also, uh, it, Doris, if you're around, um, you seem to be pretty plugged into the publishing world. Do you know any investigative reporters or anybody by reputation that you might be able to coerce into maybe doing some research for us? Those people seem to be able to get at the bottom of things a lot faster than most. Are you checking your character sheet? Out of character? Mm Mm-hmm. I just want to say, you attempting to go somewhere else to get research done is a blatant <laughs> attack on <laughs> No, it's not research, it's investigation. There's a difference. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you can make a credit rating roll. Okay. I'm talking the the Doris. Okay, yeah, I can do that. My credit rating That's is... That's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah. Wait, didn't we establish that you had a reporter contact before? Because you went... When it came down to the skull in the book... Oh, the no, it's my publisher. Right. Oh. Yeah, my... Yeah, because my publisher... I don't remember if it was a, a reporter contact that my publisher had, but I went and visited my publisher a couple times. Okay, I thought you had gone to a reporter as well to, like, see the story about your amazing find. Oh, I did! You're right! Um, 
but I, I don't think it was a contact. I think I just walked into the, like the New York Times or something. I was like, hey, I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I made a contact, but um, yes, I made it. You made it, okay. So my credit rating is 55. I rolled 30. Alexis Murphy, reporter for the Norwich, I forgot the name of the newspaper, the Norwich newspaper. Okay. Used to work in New York, in the city. Oh, very alliterative. (laughs) Perfect. What was your name again? Alexis Murphy. And you know that at the hour of the day and the fact that it's Monday, she would either be out investigating or at the office. what's happening so where exactly is this dinner taking place uh it's a it's a, a little sort of uh i could call it like a pub uh just on the outskirts of of the university um i am is this place frequented by university people then i think it's sort of like a hangout uh, yeah, mostly faculty. Uh, it's more expensive, so that not a lot of students go in there, which is probably why the professors do. Probably set up by design that way. Right. I'm going to go in there. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, friends and I are going to have a little get-together. Some important people are, are meeting. I really want us to have a very good time. And I slip them a few bucks, and I go, if you can make sure that all the pores are really heavy for that (laughs) get-together. I would truly appreciate it. And I slide the bill over. (laughs) Why, absolutely, Doctor. (laughs) And I I return the wink. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So hopefully that'll uh, allow the evening to go by quickly. (laughs) Can't hurt. Already, anything else before your uh, impending? Dinner? Oh no! Wait, it's still prohibition, right? Oh shit! Damn it! You're right. It is. I keep forgetting. That. Never mind. Brett, come back completely. <laughs> private club. Or, private club. And they still serve alcohol. It's okay, just, they do it discreetly. We'll, we'll stay with that. I just okay. wanted to make sure that we're still on the right timeliness. Tone. Right. You just would have phrased differently. I'm yeah. not saying anything Ill- illegal would happen here, but right. Mm. 
all of my friends have a terrible cough, and they will need some medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it. Okay. Any, any other preparation before your... No. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm basically, just like I said, just sort of like trying to refresh myself up, and uh, I'm really, really nervous about this, because he's not so much the lying type, and he's not really great at it, but he's going to give it his best shot. Okay. Lie with the truth, Isidore. Lie with the truth. Kernels of truth will save me. That's exactly right. There you go. Because it's not like it's the end of the world or nothing. It's not like Camilla knows how to pull one over on people. (laughs) She's just very persuasive. Yeah. Well, Camilla has a gift of gab that's different, though. That's, she does have... I mean, that's the exact opposite of what she has. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have the the base 5% fast talk. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, so let's just have this dinner, man. Let's okay. get it. All right, you, uh, you and uh, Tesla slash Einstein and uh, Dimitri, the manservant, uh, valet, yeah. Uh, yeah. show up. And uh, you see uh, uh, Professor Hugo Vasquez. He's from the, depart- the department head of the Department of Mathematics. And you see uh, Dr. Charles uh, Evanstone, who is the um, the department head for medical science. No, I'm sorry. No, not him. Uh, Robert Canton, who is chancellor of the university. And they they they're they're sitting at a at a table. Um. And they have glasses of soda pop in front of them. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Something like a, uh, perhaps like a ginger ale, sort of amber that. color. Doctor, 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 doctor. doctor. <laughs> Nobel laureate, doctor. doctor yeah. Russian yeah. guy. You sit down. Okay. Says, oh, very kind of you. Uh, to uh, in- invite us to, to dinner. We were still settling in from our long travels and uh, trying to get some of the particulars of our work uh, settled. Oh, yes, I'm very interested in your work, by the way. This is this is uh, Robert Kenton, the Chancellor. Well, Dr. Kenton, that's very kind of you to say. Uh, we're also very interested in, 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 in getting the ball rolling on this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't seem to have uh, sufficient resources to really get this thing started. Um, there's some equipment that uh, uh, Professor Einstein... I'm sorry, um, I, I have a question for you, Stu. Yes. Tesla speak German? I was just just wondering that. What's your luck? I'll roll your luck for him to see if he All right, German. sure. Uh, what is my luck? I just realized was like historically Tesla was known for speaking a lot of languages. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of a polymath type of dude. Polyglottal? Yeah. Well, he had a lot of talents. <clears throat> I'll just look it up. German, French, English, Latin, Italian, Hungarian, sort oh, yeah. of Croatian, and Czech. <clears throat> and he had an eidetic memory. <laughs> Which is why he spoke eight languages. So, okay. beforehand, yes. Oda says, you only speak German. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> um, 
and uh, I, I basically go, um, un- unfortunately, do, do you speak German, Professor? The, no. Um, uh, this, is this the Professor or the Chancellor? The Chancellor. Uh, well, no, he's a Professor, too. I was no, I'm afraid I don't. I speak English, and I speak a little bit of Italian, and of course French. But no, I, I, I never actually picked up the, the Germanic language. Mm. That's what he's fluent in, and it's very difficult for him to uh, speak outside of that. So it may limit the specificity as to a lot of these questions. Uh, we've actually managed to uh, muddle through a little Latin, but mostly we've been speaking the language of mass. I'm only a facilitator anyway. As you know, I'm, I'm an archaeologist. It's not really... Um, my center of expertise, but I'll, I'll try to help with the conversation as best I can. Oh, um, that would be quite kind of you. We, we'll, we'll try not to make it too technical. Uh, and I, I, I basically go to him and uh, and, and, and say uh, and, and basically uh, say in Latin, can you write down some specific can you draw some specifics of the machinery that you'll be using and the needs that you'll need for that. So we start sort of going through having little, little generator drawings and, okay, and drawing right. lists of things that he needs and needs sort of facilitating says, see, these are the things that we sort of really need to get into uh, in, in order in order to get the research actually going. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Trying to use a language barrier and, and any type of side, <laughs> anything. Um, uh, I, I, I'll Okay. I'm just basically trying to grease the wheels here. Got it. All right. Um, they ask some a, a few questions. The, the Chancellor seems a little... When, when, when Tessa starts giving the specs for the generators he will need, the Chancellor starts getting... He's a slightly taken aback. You can see that in his face. Chancellor? Now, I've given... Uh, I've proposed things to you in the past before, and I know that look. There's definitely some concerns. Let's see what we can set at ease. Well, the, the concern is budgetary. Really. I mean, wh- what exactly does this machine do? This machine is for an experiment that has to do with um, the attenuation of uh, electric tension and um, ionic flow that will allow the transmission of direct uh, electron connective energy from one source to the other through a pocket uh, in, in with, within the etheric atmosphere. So what we're talking about here is a transmission of energy and proving the physics behind the actual uh, differentiation between the forces of gravity, uh, the, the, the magnetic force, and of course the uh, electron force that flows within uh, the actual atom. He seems to be dealing with some things that have to do with quantum mechanics that are very new um, and seem to be uh, revolutionary in field. So in order to be able to prove these theories true and basically revolutionize the way that we look at power, um, it, it's some equipment that we are definitely going to need. He sort of looks over at, uh, at, the, um, at, at Dr. Vasquez. Who by you the- see, there are a lot of short-sighted men that were uh, basically going against this research, and uh, it, it, uh, I assure you, it seems fantastic. But 
in Britain, I actually saw some demonstrations of this, and I can tell you it's nothing less than jaw-dropping. Literally, you cannot believe the gramifications of what this brings. It is extremely important, not only to this nation, but the world as a whole, so that we may enjoy our lives and continue. <laughs> All true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I well, I rolled a ninety for the the the, uh, the, the good professor's uh, science slash mathematics skill, so that failed, of course. Even though he's a very brilliant mathematician, um, and so he 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 finds the whole thing absolutely fascinating and revolutionary. He actually he 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 kind of nods back to the chancellor, uh, sort of giving him the the sort of nonverbal thumbs up. Or non-manual thumbs up. I, 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 I do understand that it's uh, it's difficult for private organizations like this in order to be able to draw the resources that are needed to do this research. But I'm telling you right now, if we don't do this ourselves here now, no one else is going to do it, and the ramifications are dire. Well, it sounds it sounds very interesting. It sounds very interesting. I, I think I think I can probably move some things around in the budget to uh, to uh, acquire much of this. Perhaps we can. Uh, uh, I do. I could make a few calls and see if there's a grant that we could perhaps uh, uh, that we could perhaps tap into. Um, so yeah, I, I'm satisfied. Anything else from you, uh, Doctor Vasquez? Doctor Vasquez says, um, <clears throat> "Yes, I'd like to uh, like to talk about his class load. Obviously, he's working on a very important subject. But to have a guest lecturer, it, it's nice if he gives lectures. And I would like to. Uh, it's too late for for us to offer class, and I don't know if if the good professor would be would be capable of of uh, dealing with an entire class, but." It would be nice if we could have him come into some of the uh, advanced mathematics classes, uh, perhaps a time or two during the semester, to uh, to give a guest lecture. I basically repeat that in Latin to him, and I sort of just give him a nod, and I just agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, he also seems to he also brought his graduate student assistant, uh, Dimitri. Um, Hello. Uh, who would be able to help with, with with some of that workload on the side? Um, but uh, I, I I have already spoken to the good doctor, and he is uh, very interested in contributing as best he can uh, to the university and 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 giving out some lectures. But uh, I think that what we had discussed, perhaps uh, maybe um, working with uh, the language arts. Uh, um, people and him uh, writing down a lecture, having them maybe translate it from his native language, and then uh, perhaps uh, either his lab assistant or I could, uh, could help him uh, with lecture in and of itself Look, for those who are not foreign speaking. But uh, like I said, um, I am willing to dedicate a certain amount of my time in order to facilitate this. Uh, it seems that I've gotten involved in this without me really even wanting to be, but I'm in... 100% now, so I'm fully committed. Well, excellent. Excellent. That sounds wonderful. I I do have one more request. 
if you could convey this to the, the of course what whatever we can do he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a book <laughs> he says would, would, would Mr. Einstein be willing to autograph this for me Uh, I, I, I sort of look concerned and I sort of whisper in mm-hmm. Tesla's ear and, it's, and the whisper is like just not, just not and tell me I have, uh, I would love to but I cannot right now I have a special pen that I use for certain things and so he repeats that, that back to you in that. German right, right. <laughs> and he goes uh, and I'm like Ah, I see. Um, he would love to if he could take the book with him. He has a special uh, uh, family heirloom pen that he uses for doing these things. He'd be happy to sign it to you, and I can return it to you tomorrow morning. Oh, that would be wonderful. Of course. Please convey my gratitude to the good professor. Doc shit. And I go, well, gentlemen, we're still a little bit lagged from our travel, and uh, we've had a lot of preparation to go over. Dinner has been lovely, and the conversation with you gentlemen is always extremely intriguing and always appreciated. Um, but uh, it's getting late. Uh, I will take my leave of you. Oh, very well. Was very, please convey to him. It was very nice to meet him. It was quite an honor. Of course. And, and he says the, the honor was his. Uh, uh, I... I Having having traveled extensively, I have to tell you the the quality and merit of the educational staff at this university is world class, sir. Oh, very good. And it is my pride to be associated with you and this or this fine organization. Very kind, very kind. Well, you you gentlemen have a good day, doctor, doctor, doctor. doctor. <laughs> Take off, Russian guy. Russian guy. All right. Okay, so when I show up back at my house with the whole thing, I look like I just ran a marathon. <laughs> flop sweat. It's like flop sweat. He just as soon as he walked out of the thing, he just like heaved the sigh and just started shaking and sweating. He was just barely holding it together. And how he's like, he goes home. <laughs> he grabs a bottle from a drawer, pours something out, and drinks it, and goes, oh, "That was the most nerve wracking experience I've had in a very long time." <laughs> How did it go, Mr. Did they agree? They agreed. We've managed to talk them into it. Um, We managed to use uh, for the Professor Einstein's uh, language barrier to our to our advantage, and they seem to have bought everything line and sinker. Oh, I knew you could do it. You are fantastic. Basically, what I did is I spoke about the real emergency in regards to this experiment and. I guess my attitude came out sincere, since emotionally it is absolutely true. And I will be helping teaching math class. <laughs> so I'm we get sure this done that quickly. Would be wonderful. We'll figure that out. It's just they wanted they want him to speak, so I was just trying to dance around that. But well, we'll be we we'll be getting the equipment we need. We'll be getting the equipment need, and not, hopefully, I'll be able to fill in and, and do some interference with that as well. So, we'll see. Wonderful. Did you negotiate Demetrius' salary as well, then? No, honestly, that didn't 
run through my mind, <clears throat> although that probably would have been great. But Dimitri's free to stay with get me. Paid? Well, if you do some work, you get paid. It's capitalism. It's it's fine. Um, I'll. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, I have to return a book with an autograph that I have to spend all nine trying to forge. So um, maybe I can just uh, pen another letter asking for a small stipend. Um, since it's going back to the right places anyway. So we'll take care of that as well. He didn't want to bring that up during the conversation because talking money over something as pleasant as, as this would be rude and un- unseemly. <laughs> and the chat room wants to know if uh, Doris has um, uh, forgery. I don't even know if this still exists. <laughs> they figured if anyone would have it, it would be you. Yeah, I'm flattered. Thank no you, No such thing. Room. No such thing. Um, is forgery a skill? I don't see no, it's it written not. down. No, it's not there. Yeah, I don't see it either. I feel like it's something that she would never have to do because she could talk her way into <laughs> different things. <laughs> T- talking to people, giving her to giving her legitimate things, or buy them herself. That's probably true. Okay. I feel like that would be a, in this skill set. It would be an art or craft. I think that's correct. I would agree with oh, that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be a thing. I was, I was thinking there should be another publication with a signature that I have somewhere since I sort of collect his works and you can trace it maybe, maybe and just put it in. Yeah, I was just looking up uh, his signature and there was a listing for $70,000 for a handwritten letter he wrote to someone. Most of them aren't that expensive. Most of them are, are over 1000 but... He must have given a lot if Einstein's signature goes for a grand. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm sure you can do that. You, maybe like a just a simple... Wow, you could actually find examples of his yeah. signature online. That's yeah, they're amazing. there. Yeah. You can't read his last name at all. It's pretty typical of signature. Um, How about we do a library use to find a copy of the signature? Okay. There you go. Uh, I mean, I already checked out all of Einstein's book from the library. Right. That's right. (laughs) Because you didn't want anyone anyone to get them. Oh, sorry. There's probably a whole stack of them sitting sitting on your end table or your your entryway. Do you have an art skill? Okay, that should be close. Should, sorry, there was like a um, fire truck or whatever going oh. by. You have an art skill in painting that might help? Yeah, Camilla is. I mean, I do have an art skill in painting. There you go. I don't know that it'll help. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's the closest thing we have to be able to... Because really what you're doing is you're tracing, so it, it has more to do with being accurate with your movements, with your hand, I guess, than anything else. So what know. you're saying is I, I should be able to roll my art craft painting skill with advantage. Yes. Yeah, absolutely what I'm saying. Does this game... Yes. I, did, I, see, it's been so long since we played. Does this game have that? Yeah, you roll well, you two... Get, you roll, uh, you the, get an extra... The, 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 they call it a, bo- a bonus? A bonus? Yeah. What do they call it? The tens place. Yeah. yeah, the tens place. So you roll 3d10. One is the ones, and then the a, two of the That's called the a top bonus end. dice. Yeah, so roll yeah. two tens die and one, one ones die. Okay. 
ones and tens. Hey! Thank goodness for advantage. Yeah. Twenty six under my twenty nine. Oh, excellent. Okay. Alrighty. Unlike like every other time I've attempted to paint something in this game. Okay, excellent. So you have a signature, and it looks pretty good. <clears throat> You're pretty happy with it. Hey, I mean, it's too you on the spot, but it works out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I really only have myself to blame here. Uh, and I will pin the letter in my own hand, saying that it's translated uh, for me uh, as a request, and I, I also take that. And then tomorrow in the morning, I return the signed book, and I deliver the letter with the request to the Chancellor. Okay. Or Bursar, or whatever. Okay, no problem. Okay. Uh, just uh, on, on a side note, uh, uh, it's so incredibly ha- lovely to see you guys again. Haven't looked at uh, Kimmy or Dave in the face <laughs> at all in quite some time. It's good to see you guys. Already, absolutely. Uh, anything else this evening? Nope. Nope. Okay. I feel like that's quite enough for now. Okay. I'd probably go out and make sure we have food and stuff yeah. at the house while they're doing all that. Okay. Just Alrighty. It's approaching seven. I'm thinking this is a good end point. How dare you? That works. Huh? How dare you? It is a good end point. Uh, okay, so, j- yeah, and we'll... Just, now we've we've got our toes wet again. I think we'll be a little more in the flow of it next time. Right, but I wanted to ask, just kind of for the, my own sake of game prep, because uh, you guys are still and the, the, the university is still kind of on hiatus. So once Tesla's set up, what do you think you guys are going to do? You have Did anybody translate the news story about the widows and needing veterans to help them? To me, because I don't read English. Oh, I I would have told you, like I would have read it out okay. loud to you. Then I would probably push for us to head down there, and I would push to track down the rest of Abigail's cadre. Well, that gives um, me at least two branches. I like both of those things, actually. That gives me at least two branches to work on, which is more, which is much better than what I had before, which was I have no fucking clue. Yeah. So, I think that and just pushing for Tesla to be able to finish his machine. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Isidore, more than anything, is going to be working with Tesla, trying to make sure that everything stays on track with that, because he has to manage the university and he has to manage him and make sure that everything gets put together right and he's the only one left that actually has a, a lot of like authority in the university outside of Camilla but um, you know it's, it's, it's well Camilla's you and I are you're the, well you and I are the only ones that are really connected with the university so you're the only we're the only ones that are really going to be able to have the position to actually facilitate any of this um, so I, I, it's something that we really get to keep tabs on and on top of that we never know if Tesla himself is going to become another target if anybody finds out what the hell we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
James V is asking if we decided on the tone question. Oh, I was wondering, do you, did you guys, um, just because of what's going on with everything right now, do you guys, what do you guys think about lightening up the tone some? I mean, it hasn't uh, exactly been the sort of, like, super dark, angstful <laughs> game I was hoping yeah. for. But, I mean, I set the bar high, and we came in underneath it, but we didn't come in very far underneath it. Well, I I, I think that uh, this game was a little playful, mm-hmm. in, in a way, but we haven't played in a while. Uh, I, actually, in, in the previous episodes, I think we're, we've been doing pretty good. We've been concentrating on the horror, we've been concentrating on the fact that our characters are very upset and not happy, and... Uh, yeah, but what and I'm asking is, do we want to... really con- when, when, when things have gotten really super tense and people have gotten distracted, people come in and sort of put in a joke here and there as a tension breaker. What I'm asking is, do we want to kind of loosen the, the reins on the tone and let it be more... a little more lighthearted? I don't feel the need for that, necessarily. Okay, right. um, just because it's so different, like uh, Hound of Tindalos is so different than anything that's really bothering us right now okay, like, in real life. Sure. Well, so, I'm, I'm going back to the earlier stuff, though. I'm going back to the earlier stuff when the game started in New York and you're investigating these people who are intentionally going out and spreading these very dangerous diseases, if you may that's recall. True. <laughs> I don't think about that. <laughs> so, There's some of that, but at the same time, I feel like we've... The tone that we have in the game is while some stuff gets really dark, as a whole, we have a mix of yeah. that horror with lightheartedness that okay. keeps yeah. it from being like a super depressing, triggering situation. Well, okay, I just want kind of to check like, in oh, about that. Oh, I'm just going to say, like, when horrible things happen, I think we do a pretty good job of being suitably horrified, right? Yeah. Like, when bad, horrible things are going on, we're all not like, oh, look, there's a yogurt dog. <laughs> like, that's I not happening. More than anything else, I get the sensation that everybody at this table is actually very cued in to what their character is like and has remained relatively loyal to that idea. So nobody's been going off on tangents that are silly or or uh, or distracting or off of character. I think that everybody's been sort of on character. And I think, you know, a, a character like Doris's character is going to deal with these kind of things radically different than someone like Isidore, you know, yeah. different backgrounds, different coping mechanisms, so on and so forth. And I think that really, if you look at Camilla, you look at Doris and you look at Isidore and the way they've individually reacted to all of the crazy bullshit that's happened... It's all been very unique and all been very much a part of that character. And even to the point where Dave made decisions like going, you know what, I don't have any more story to tell with this character, let's move on with another one. So I think that as long as we all stay true to our character motivations and our and the way that our characters react to a lot of this light and dark, we're fine. Um, I think the tone is, is, is fairly well established just because we know who we are. Yeah. Um, I do agree, like, the thing about the disease is a little on the nose right now, but I think in the story we've moved past that. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be, like, the mm-hmm. beginning of the path, and now we're, like... Well, that's, one of, know, that's be, one of the reasons... There be monsters here. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I ask, because now yeah. you are back in New York. Yes. Where that all happened. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something I'll kind of skim over or tweak a little. That might that be gets, nice. A little bit. Yeah, if it's something where it's, like... 
more of a there were other there were a lot of there were a lot of other things that could be happening right. besides a plague there's sure. a lot of scary stuff like, absolutely you know terrifying caves with faces in them and stuff <laughs> like that 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 isn't a, you know so on the nose to a pandemic okay no problem. At the same uh, time, if it's a cult that's spreading disease and we can go beat them up, that might not be terrible. <laughs> There's the empowerment fantasy right? of that as like, well. <laughs> having a little bit of something you can do about the situation makes it well, a it, lot it's, different. It's kind of hard to dance around things that are a little bit traumatic and topical, right? Uh, but then again, you know, it also is one of the wonderful things about role-playing games is that you can use them to sort of like suss a lot of things out in a relatively safe environment to do so. Um, I don't really want to trigger anybody and, nor upset anyone, but I'm personally not all that put off by the, the topical nature of a lot of the scenes that we have in this game. Why don't we think about it? Like, we don't have to say it right now. Why don't we think about it, like, have a little bit more time to reflect, and then we can add it. If anybody feels uncomfortable, they can add it to the Lines and Veils document we have. Um, okay. And then that'll kind of solve the problem. Yeah, if I can find that, I'll, I may have to make a new one. I'll, I'll look and see if it's not only really that, but you know, I, I also want to keep in mind that I want to satisfy the people that are watching this too. And if yeah. and, and if they want to see something a little bit different, I you know, I have no problem modulating. I mean, I would say that specifically, like just a reminder to people who are watching now or listening later, or watching later. I guess you could do that too. Um, that we do use safety tools. We use like Kimmy mentioned, we use lines and veils. We use an X card. So at any point, if this gets to be too much for any of us, we can tap out right then and take like a left turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so while currently I feel like the tone, the mix of light and dark that we have in this game is great for me. Okay. If it's not for somebody else. Yeah. Let's adjust because the most important thing is that everybody here at this table <laughs> quote uh, is comfortable. Yeah, our, our table just got a lot bigger. That's all. <laughs> Many square really miles. <laughs> yeah, it's virtually huge. Uh, no more pat. No more stealing Dave's beers. Unfortunately, right. Yeah, that is a sad part. I can leave I some on the just... porch if anybody wants to drive by before the game starts. <laughs> Just like park in my driveway and run the air conditioner and use my Wi-Fi. That's fine too. When <laughs> games don't come with hugs, are they really even games? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and end it. Thank you for watching. Uh, was uh, session 17 yeah. of Murmurs at the Abyss, and we'll see you in two weeks. Sorry for being late. The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make?